All right, welcome back to another episode of Ecumenical. My name is Peter Holm, and today we're going to talk about confession. Get to confession. All right, before we start, uh, make sure, if you like the video, smash that like button. If this helps you and you like it and you want to go and share it out there, please share it out there. Subscribe to the video. Get them to subscribe as well. If you have comments, put them down below there so we can go and I'll answer and we'll, you know, go from there. I am happy when you go and ask for different topics and other things to expand your understanding and help understand others' understanding, including, you know, helping me out as well. We all get to be better Catholics the more we're all challenged and uh, pushed to learn and grow in our faith. We're talking about growing as Catholics. This means we need to grow in understanding our knowledge, our grace. And what's the only way to grow in grace? We need to be going to confession. All right. What is confession? I know maybe non-Catholics out there don't know, or maybe people who, uh, depending on what their catechesis was like, their, their RCIA, what have you. What is confession? We're talking about the sacrament of penance. This is where God forgives us of all the sins that we've brought to him and any that we've forgotten. So long as we do everything in accordance with the instructions of that sacrament, right? So exactly how the church prescribes it and we hold nothing back. What is it to, to have a good confession? Thankfully, the Baltimore Catechism, Lesson 20, actually goes over what we need to do to make that happen in the way that God wants us to offer confession to him, to offer our, um, our extreme contrition for our sins. And this explains it. So it talks about going in there and, and kneeling, making the sign of the cross, telling, asking the Father to bless us because we have sinned, and going through the sins that we know we've committed since the last time of confession or sins that we uh, remembered that had not been confessed in the past. And even sometimes we have to bring up those sins that we've give, been given forgiveness for in the past if for some reason they're nagging at us or there's an issue there and that then the priest can help. All right. So the main thing is, is that look at that lesson and lesson 20, Baltimore Catechism. You can look that up and figure out in there if you need any more detail on confession, but follow those general rules, understand it, talk to your confessor about it. So a good priest, and that should help you get to the basis of, all right, confession, what is it? And how do we offer a good one? Now, why confession? What's the thing about confession? Cause we always, me coming from being a Protestant and now being Catholic and looking at this, this was one of my questions, but where does it all come from? Well, let's go back to the beginning, first century. All right. Around 70 AD, we have the Didache. Didache says the following, confess your sins in church and do not go up to your prayer with an evil conscience. This is the way of life. On the Lord's day, gather together, break bread and give thanks after confessing your transgressions so that your sacrifice may be pure. Now, do you think they just meant like a personal dialogue, like you one-on-one -on -one with Jesus there, or are we talking something else? We're talking something else. How do we know? Because we have scripture that actually tells us. So if we go to look at uh, John writing about Jesus speaking to the apostles in chapter 20 of the Gospels, he says, Whose sins you shall forgive, they are forgiven them. And whose sins you shall retain, they are retained. And Paul echoes the same sentiment on the authority that Christ was imparting on the apostles when he writes in 2 Corinthians 2.10. And he says, For what I have pardoned, if I pardoned anything for your sakes, I have done it in the person of Christ. Now, definitively, I can tell you all that any fellow laypersons among us, all right, neither you nor I have the power to forgive in the person of Christ. Even though I forgive you because you wronged against me, I cannot guarantee beyond a shadow of a doubt that that forgiveness extends to God, that God has said, oh yeah, of course, yeah, they're good, they're good in my book. 
we don't know that, right? So we have to go and figure out how we go and square that and get that all uh, sorted out so that everyone is good. Well, the only way we can do that is with a sound confession to a priest, the way that the church prescribes it in accordance with the way Christ instructed the apostles to take them. All right. Now, it keeps going. So this is it doesn't just stop there, right? So if we look at Cyprian of Carthage in 254 AD, he builds on the apostolic writings with the following. The apostle Paul likewise bears witness and says, whoever eats the bread or drinks of the cup of the Lord unworthily will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But the impenitent spurn and despise all these warnings before their sins are expiated and before they have made confession of their crime, before their conscience has been purged in the ceremony at the hand of the priest, they do violence to the Lord's body and blood with their hands and mouth, and they sin against the Lord more than when they denied him. And he continues in that same document. So this is the lapsed. And I guess it was written around 251. Of how much greater faith and salutary fear are they who confess their sins to the priests of God in straightforward manner and in sorrow, making an open declaration of conscience? I beseech thee, brethren, let everyone who has sinned confess his sin, and while he is still in this world, while his confession is still admissible, while the satisfaction and remission made through the priests are still pleasing before the Lord. All right, well, that's interesting because what he's telling us there is if you don't do confession and you have grave sins on your conscience, um, you're actually committing sacrilege when you take communion, which means not only did your initial mortal sin cause an offense against God, you're participating in the Eucharist and taking communion with that sin on your conscience is now adding an additional grave sin on top of that. So not only are you in mortal sin, you will go to hell if you don't fix it. You're now doubling down by taking the Eucharist with that confession, without that confession done and that sin on your soul. You're in a state of mortal sin. That's really bad. And that's why he's sitting there saying, he's like, it's more wise if you go to the Lord and say, look, I fear you more than anything else. I'm just going to give you all my sins. Here, priest, take this up. Please get this sorted out. I messed everything up. Do your penance and move on, right? That's the way he wants it done. Now, it's not just Cyprian. It's not just the Didache. It's not just the apostles here writing about it. We also see the similar sentiments from the church fathers, including Basil, John Chrysostom, Ambrose of Milan, Jerome, and Augustine. And that's all before we even get to 500 AD, all right? Confession is a huge element of Christian life, and it has been from the beginning, which is why it's in the scriptures, okay? Sorry, Protestants, but confession is absolutely in there and has been discussed not only in scripture, but from the first century onward. Now, the title of the episode, Get to Confession, all right? All of us want to end up in heaven. And we want to take care of the well-being of our immortal souls, which means we take them out of states of mortal sin and put them into states of grace. Only if we do what God said and allow him to do that for us in the sacrament of confession, right? So, to come clean and receive the fullness of God's grace, everything Christ is intended for us, through the Blessed Mother, everything we're doing there, the only way we can get that grace so we got to go to confession and make sure all of our sins are cleaned off. we got to make sure everything is cut in terms of all the ties to evil that we've made through our sins. we got to get rid of them. Now, does the Eucharist heal and deal with some of your venial sins? Sure, it does. But at the same token, it's a different grace and it's a different type of grace and it has no capacity. The Eucharist in and of itself, as Cyprian talks about, and honestly, he quoted, he was referencing Paul in 1 Corinthians. Paul's saying the same thing, like, the Eucharist cannot deal with mortal sins. And if you don't know whether your sin's mortal, 
do you really want to take the chance by going up to take the Eucharist and end up with two mortal sins as opposed to getting everything cleaned? Well, you shouldn't. If you can, get to confession. Get this all sorted out so you have confidence that when you take the Eucharist, you are doing it worthily, and then you can focus on what needs to be focused on to grow and to bond with the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ when you take the sacrament of the Eucharist. So these are all combined, okay? Now, your priests have been ordained to help you in this task, to get you to the point where you can be saved, you can be free of those mortal sins, they can be cut off of you, and you can heal. Trust them where you can. At least go ask them and say, hey, I have these sins I need to confess. Hey, how can I, you know, uh, when can we schedule this and just get it all done, right? Now, if you have a priest who says, oh, that's not a sin, don't worry about it, things like that, you probably should look at finding another priest if you can. Find one who understands what's going on. Now, an examination of conscience is a very useful tool that's out there to help you understand what this all does. Look up a good one. If you go to the blog out there, so pseudoclasm.wordpress.com, in the drop down under prayers, select examination of conscience. And that is probably one of the most thorough examinations of conscience I have ever seen. And I would use that one before you go into confession. It hits all the high points and the low points. It gets you to think about what you need done in that confessional booth, in that confessional sacramental period so that you can do what needs to be done, confess it, get your absolution from the priest, do your penance and move forward with your life in a state of grace and work on maintaining it from that point forward. So check out that examination of conscience. I'm also going to do a video here coming up where I'll actually go through some of those key points in that examination so I can help others and kind of bring you into, hey, let's get familiar with the examination of conscience and go to confession and get everything sorted out. It's the only help you have of salvation, especially with the darkness and the gravity of the sins being committed everywhere in this world today. All right. You'll understand the gravity the more you look at that. Now, I'm going to part now with a quote from St. Alphonsus de Liguori. So, doctor of moral theology, and he's talking about the fact that between you and your priest, you have been given the tools from Jesus Christ, God Almighty, to take care of those mortal sins, to wash them away and get you set up so you can go to heaven. And that priest has a very solemn and important obligation to get you into a state of grace to help you to be saved. And this is what he says to those priests as he's instructing them. This is kind of one of his things. Uh, this is how he, he talked to them, all right? The deeper a soul has fallen into sin, the more it is bound by the powers of hell. The greater should be the kindness of the confessor in order to win to repentance, to snatch it from the devil, and to bring it to the arms of Jesus Christ. If all preachers and confessors would discharge their duties as they should, the whole world would be holy. Bad preachers and bad confessors are the ruin of the world, and every preacher and every confessor is bad, who is not devoted to his office, who does not study to improve himself in it, who does not fulfill it to the very best of his ability. All priests are bound by that sentiment given them by God, and you are the ones, us, laity, we all have an obligation to go to them to say, hey, I need this from you, help me to get this sorted out, get this confession sorted, and we move forward. Now, if you're one of those people who hasn't gone to confession in a very long time, then you can ask for a general confession, which is helpful in that what it does is as opposed to going through and just trying to remember the stuff you just did in the past like week or month or year, what you do with a general confession with a priest when you schedule that, you'll sit down and you'll actually go through every sin you can remember in your entire life that you've ever committed. And you'll basically go through and then get mentally and emotionally and spiritually sorted out 
anything you didn't confess properly, you didn't confess, or you did anything weird in your past, that general confession will square it all away. And it's very good therapeutically to give that time to the priest if you can. Um, that is something to work on, to consider your call, but at least get to a normal confession, get in line, get in there, get it taken care of, get in a state of grace and take the Eucharist and enjoy every second of that. Now, in the meantime, be well, my friends, get to confession. You'll be very glad that you did. Thank you all for listening. Hopefully this was helpful. If you have questions or comments, put them in the description, the comments section down below. I'll be happy to respond to you and engage. If you have other topic ideas, put them there, critiques, you name it. We'll go from there and I'll uh, address them in kind. Uh, make sure if you like this video, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, share the video so other people can find it. And as always, thank you all for listening and may God bless us, the Virgin protect us. And as always, St. Joseph, pray for us. All right. See you later. Have a good one.